I'm uh, trying to clean up this uh, hard drive. Hopefully that. Oh, no, no, get rid of me. No. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Do you actually have porn on your hard drive? That you have not deleted because you're like, oh, I might need this later. No, but you've no, never come back to it. No, 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 no. no I I've actually any. never uh, had any porn on this laptop in 11 years. You've never downloaded any porn. No, I've never gone to a porn site. Nothing. Really? Why? Because it was one I because um, I wanted to have one device that just did not <laughs> <laughs> have wanted- any traces of porn. <laughs> He wants one clean device. The rest of them are clean. That's the, that's the device he gives to the police when right. they come to the house. Right. Here's my computer, right, right. sir. And then also, I was um, in school when I got this device. So, you know, I didn't do a lot of uh, school projects. You don't want to open up your laptop. What's like, <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub? <laughs> what are you That's, that's funny because I, I have opened, like, Instagram while at my kid's school or something like that. And like the first video, it'll it'll come. You know, like when it when it auto yep. upload, yep. it auto auto updates, mm-hmm. and then some big booty chick is like, and I gotta oh, gotta close that. Room. Always happens. It happened to me yesterday. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck around, fuck around. When I'm driving, I gotta turn my shit a little bit to the left, especially if I go into the Chrome, because I I forget what I looked at last. Graphic. It's <laughs> <laughs> some porn hub is shit. So there, there it is. There you it should goes. make an app that warns you. Yeah. Oh, hold on now, player. <laughs> like this. you by yourself, yo. The <laughs> fucking finger wagging like this. Uh-huh. We should call it not yet, player. Yeah. <laughs> this is a new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. So sit back. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. I am your host this week. This is Alaric. And I'm joined by my two best buddies. What's up? What's up? It's your boy, Ben, in the building. (laughs) (laughs) Best buddy. Little buddy. Uh, what's up? It's your boy Vin in the building. Hope everybody's safe out there. Peace. It's your boy L.O. AKA the Black Don Draper. The Black Don Draper. Well, let's do the housekeeping and let's talk about decoding40pod.com and all the beautiful merchandise you can find at this website. You can get yourself a t shirt, get yourself a sweatshirt, get yourself a hoodie, get yourself a. Do we have hats yet? Not yet. Let's get a hat. And you can have your morning coffee with a Decoding 40 mug. Mm-hmm. It's a great gift coffee. to all your about-to-be-40s, over-40s, doing it at 40. Drinking Make a nice 40 cup of coffee. Good. Maybe you have a morning joint with your coffee. Maybe you have a muffin. Maybe you have an edible muffin. Maybe you have a muffin muffin with your coffee. Maybe you oh. don't have coffee. Maybe you have whiskey in the morning. Maybe. Maybe you have whiskey in your coffee in the morning. Maybe you have whiskey in your tea. Maybe you just have whiskey in your coffee mug. 
and pretend maybe that you it's just coffee. have glass in there. <laughs> Grind it up, glass. Hey, Jimmy, Daddy, your, your coffee smells funny. Like, <laughs> shut your mouth and go to school, you little shit. <laughs> That's Daddy's coffee. That's Daddy juice. We switched up Jim's regular coffee with whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, make sure you go over to decoding40pod.com and grab yourself some beautiful, soft, luxurious merch. So what's going on with you this week, fellas? I've uh, supposed to have been driving this week. I've been kind of lazy, dragging my feet, but I have been productive. I've been, uh, you know, doing my um, IT tech course and learning about computers and all what's a bite and what's a bit and What's eight gigs and what's a, a megahertz and <laughs> all the fucking innards and outers of computers. And, uh, you know, I, I'm taking notes and I, I feel like a 75 year old man taking a class on, you know, hip hop dancing. That's how I feel right now. But it's it's coming along, man. It's not it's not that it's difficult. It's just, you know, learning something new. Learning a new language is always going to be a little uh, strenuous on the brain, especially uh, when you get to our age. But uh, other than that. Things have been uh, pretty, pretty chill. I can't think of anything else to report. Like I said, I haven't been driving. I've been kind of like on this uh, self-proclaimed vacation. It's like I get up in the morning and I'm ready to drive. But once it's past eight o'clock, I got to be like, oh, why should I go out at nine o'clock? It's going to be dead by the time. By the time I get out, there, it'll be 1030. You know what? It's already by the time when it's, it's one o'clock already. By the time <laughs> I get out there, it's going to be 330. If right. I go out there now, it's seven o'clock at night. Why am I even out here? It's fucking midnight. What am I doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it that's my check what about it's studying? Really sure. you've been studying i i just said i was studying i've been doing the whole you know uh well, what are you studying listen I, I, you, you're asking a lot right now clearly um, i'm asking i'm asking you to do the show i'm sorry <laughs> right. you're asking me to do a check-in i don't have much to check in on i'm you know i'm being honest with you what, what am i studying i'm studying the, like i said the well, give us some details <sighs> ram what what's the, what what, what is RAM? What is <laughs> <laughs> what is a hard, hard drive? drive. Hard pause. Drive. Double pause. <laughs> you know Software I mean? pause. Software. You know what I mean? All that stuff. Inputs. Inputs. Oh. Outputs. Third puts. Yeah, man. That's basically it. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that my checking was so short and it wasn't full of fun <laughs> stories. It's not, but not that's the every week. Can I come with a blast well with all that excitement we better batten down the hatches yeah really <laughs> Jeez, this is gonna be an exciting show <laughs> what's been going on in your life man absolutely nothing <laughs> <laughs> and that ends the a block i know yeah you are now listening to decoding 40 What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This has been from Decoding 40, letting you know about Decoding40Pod.com. That's right, Decoding40Pod.com. That's our new site that's got all our merch on it. Decoding40Pod.com. Decoding40Pod.com. I got some good news to report. My youngest son has gotten into his first school of choice for middle school. Okay. We need some horns on that. Yeah. They get to choose middle school now? We've always chosen middle school. Really? Yeah. I not when I was Nah, we didn't. You didn't choose your middle school? No. no. 59. You guys went to zone? We went, zone. Yeah, we were zoned, yeah. Mm. 
No, oh, well, in Brooklyn, we chose our schools. He's okay. choosing middle school. Now, where's he going to? Chote? <laughs> <laughs> he was going to the middle school, yeah. He's going to Chote. But he's going to a really good school um, as a black principal. He's actually pretty dope. And that was actually one of the uh, draws for my son to want to go to that school, which sort of struck me as interesting. Is it in Harlem? It's actually on the Upper West Side. But the funny thing is he'll probably by seventh grade be traveling by himself. So he's already mentally preparing himself like, all right, I have to take this train to this stop then move over to this platform. And then I got to go uptown a couple of, go back uptown a couple of uh, stops. So he's excited. Um, I'm, it's, it's dope to see your kids excited about something. When, when he found out that he did get accepted, he was like, he, he couldn't contain it. Um, but he had texted my wife like before he got home from school, which he wasn't supposed to be using his phone, but apparently he got uh permission to text my wife and ask if the, uh, the results had come back mm. so uh they i think they did but she decided not to tell him and then we were going to tell him at dinner but when i went to go pick him up he was like yo what's did i get in what, what school am i going to <laughs> <laughs> so I, I couldn't even i couldn't i couldn't hold him any longer so congratulations on the little yeah, man's so, uh school of choice there yeah very happy Big. for him um, is he going to school with any kids that he already knows or their kids that yeah that was the thing um he at first we thought he was going to be with maybe one or two other kids <laughs> but it looks like it's a nice handful maybe 10 or so kids that are going mm. to the same school so they have their little you know conglomerate that will be moving to the new school so um which is good because they will have people that they know and they'll be able to create a bit of sense of community and then right. gain new friends and probably have new clicks by the time the three years is over. But um, I'm happy for him. I'm excited for him as well. That's cool. He can start his own gang. Yeah. Because he's got, yeah, he's got. And oh, gang, I got to tell you, gang. I think he might be selling drugs. Um, <laughs> what? He's always so, got the money hanging around. So we, yeah, you, remember I told you before, yeah, he's dude. always got cash around. Always. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking he's got his middle school choice. He sounds like little Tariq from <laughs> Ghost Junior over here. <laughs> little Ghost, hey, what are you doing over there? So we're on a train and he gives uh, this one panhandler some cash. It gives him a, gives him a dollar. Here, bum. And, right. Well, no, Take he didn't say that. He really wanted to give this guy a dollar. So I was like, okay. Fine. So you, we wound man. up having, uh, we did some other errands running around and we get back on the train uptown. And there's another panhandler. This dude reaches in his pocket, pulls out a 10, and goes, Here you go. I was like, What? Give me that money. You're not giving him <laughs> that money. So the dude was reaching for it. I looked at him like, Sorry, you're not getting this cash, my friend. And I looked to see if I had a dollar. I didn't have any change. I was like, put oh, that back in your pocket. Like, what are you doing? Don't look at me. Hold like, up, hold up, sir. Why are you interrupting <laughs> right. your son's giving ability to me? This is my ten. Technically, is my ten dollars right now, sir? Because he is right, already right. committed above the threshold. It rule twenty. He, he is past the threshold. Up. His hand extended beyond the line. Rule twenty five dance twenty six in the panhandler's handbook of New York City on the train, sir. According to rule seven twenty nine, his hand was above his elbow. His elbow extended beyond a forty five degree angle, which meant that it was mine, nigga. So give him my fucking ten dollars. <laughs> Wow. Exactly. So I was like, yo, listen, it's it's great to be generous, 
but that's a little too generous. Mm. So wow. uh, he's, he's just making it rain in the subway. Yo, yeah. y- your man is just like, and I love that he loves to give money to people who are in need, but I need him to distinguish between people who are actually in need mm-hmm. and somebody who just needs another bump for the night. Right. Right. Well, hey, tell him that he can forward all his proceeds and, 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 and givings to 288. <laughs> Jersey, New Jersey, 07. <laughs> all donations will be helpful. Yeah. That's what's up. Well, speaking of donations, um, the other good news that I have is that by the time this airs, my oldest son, who started a GoFundMe, will have raised the money enough money to pay for his uh, tuition and plane ticket oh, to go to South Korea to study e-game wow. and and a cultural immersion uh, program for three weeks this summer. Check out the wow, that's yeah. dope. Yeah. Wait, first of all, why didn't you send out the link? I did. It was on his page. Yeah. Uh, and I, I on what page? Chat. No, I put it in the chat. Don't worry about it. You can still donate. Don't worry about it. Okay. I will donate. I did uh, not see it. Yeah. So I'm super excited for him. We we obviously prodded and pushed him, but he did a lot of the work. Um, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, finally, he's doing something. And you're, wow. you're excited that your kid is excited about something. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around the fact that he's not going to be in this house. He's not going to be in this city. He's not going to be in this state. He's not going to be in this country for three weeks. I just had this fucking funny thought of him coming back with a dub voice. (laughs) Father! (laughs) That's some racist shit. I make video games now! (laughs) Father, this breakfast is bullshit. (laughs) Bring me more wine. Is he interested in the development side or is he, he is. a player? Oh, wow. He, he's dope. more interested in development side. He's actually developing. He's project managing the development of a game right now. And he is in his major is digital design in high school. So, wow, he's 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 really into it. I suspect uh, he will do very well because he just has a mind for it. And it's actually one of those things where I had to fall back. And he's he doesn't do things at the pace that I would love him to do with that do it at, but he's doing it as at his pace. So as a parent, right. you have to figure Amen. out what's the fine line between pushing and trying to encourage versus them doing it in their own time and right. finding out their path. So in five years, he can have a video game, and I'll be like, Yo, L, can you pass him my uh, resume, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Cawthorn, sir? Uh, can I have a job at your firm? <laughs> I I I work really hard, real hard. Sir. <laughs> that would be dope, but um, <laughs> but yeah, th- there's another friend of mine who just got back from Japan. I didn't even know he has uh, uh, uh he's developing games now. And uh, he and I chatted a couple of weeks ago and we're going to go out for drinks when he gets back from his next trip. But um, yeah, I would love to get, I'm trying to get him an internship with that company. So um, yeah, good things, good things going on in his future. So I'm happy for him. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's, that's, it's dope. that's beautiful, man. Yeah. Wow, man. And he's light years ahead of most kids his age. I mean, he is, he really is. Um, and I think, and I actually, I, I will credit my wife who is really drilling into his head to think outside the box and not mm. think in terms of one, you have to get a job, but two, you can create 
the world that you want to live in. And it's just a matter of you having the vision for it and then putting in the work to develop it. So it's one of those things where the idea of going to South Korea seems so foreign, no Mm -hmm. pun intended. But now that it's becoming concrete, it's starting to, I I think, uh, I'll see. Uh, Because I I feel like, and I'm going to talk to him about this, this trip will help him realize how small the world is, or at least it will shrink it in his mind. Mm -hmm. Because he's going to South Korea this summer. He's going to Japan the following summer. So he's already traveling a hell of a lot more than I did at that age. And to be doing the the Korean uh, trip is by himself, but he's with a program. The Japan trip, he's with his school. Right. And I was laughing with um, some high school friends of mine, and we were like, "I think the farthest we went was like King's Dominion." <laughs> <laughs> I think I went to Action Park. Uh, what was it? The fucking uh, what is it? Uh, Great Adventure. Great, 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 Great Adventure. Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Down in, uh, yeah. The so, farthest north I went is the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I think the farthest north I went was like Albany, maybe Niagara Falls, but yeah. I don't even remember it if I did. This motherfucker's in different time zones. He's another. He's exactly a, another exactly. days. That's so yeah, I mean it, it's dope. He'll he'll have his own apartment with one roommate, and it's pretty. Wow, cool. that's crazy, bro. That's, that's crazy. really when he goes what it's Korea. Yeah. Wow. He gonna come back. We're not talking about a, a college student, right? We're talking about a high school, a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Wow, so, good for him, man. Yo, tell him to bring some, protect himself, just in case it goes down. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Because this motherfucker come back, Dad, I ain't coming back home, son. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a family. Meet you, why, nigga. Why. Yeah, exactly. Meet you, why, nigga. Um, look here. Um, <laughs> it's it's my Korean baby, mom. Throw it on my mail. <laughs> to uh, 125 Noodle Way, nigga. Where we love right now. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. And the last thing, um, you know, I like to talk about what I'm getting into in terms of television. So I've decided to start watching Mad Men. Have either of you watched this series? The whole series from the very beginning. Did I you? jumped in. At, I jumped in at season three. Watched it till the end. Went back, watched from season one to the end again. And Vinda, have you watched this? Okay, never. What? What? What is your? I'm surprised you watched this whole series. But really? I am surprised. I think the shit's brilliant. I have some real trouble with. I understand how it was written and why it was <laughs> written this the way that it is. But this is for the most part season one. I'm only about five episodes in. Okay. This show seems to be a celebration of toxic white masculinity see i don't know if it's an i don't know if it's a celebration that's but i think it's showing how it operated right i'm giving it time and i'm because the first the first episode i was like oh why was this the talk of the town (laughs) this show is horrible and just the 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 dichotomy between black people on the show which there are very few and white people on the show and the way that the women were treated and the way that the, the, the white men were operating and the way that they were well, just kind of occupying well, space. That's was when America really was great. Like, here, here's what I'll say about it. And I, without giving away too much about what's to come, that first season might have been the glossy exterior. Mm-hmm. But as you go in, 
you start to see where the flaws are. Because America did portray this uh, American dream, this idea of uh, American exceptionalism. Mm -hmm. That that was the image that that they projected to the world. But once you dig past the first layer... That's where you, that's where they're hiding all the all the garbage. All the garbage is, is just and just beneath the surface, and and that's why I say the show is brilliant because all of that stuff starts to chip away. You start to see how it yeah, wasn't I mean, it, it, what it was portrayed to be. The, the, I think the first season has done a, a great job in sho- in in probably giving foreshadow to that and mm. showing how all of this really is a facade, and it is, and even with the main character. And you can see that there's something going on with how he's recreated himself. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I said I, I'm giving it some space to kind of flourish and, and 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 give a little bit more texture and depth. But the first episode, I was like, oh, this shit is rubbing me the super wrong way. Pause. Yeah. And I was like, nah. But then I said, OK, let me just push through it because it. Because then I started looking up critiques of the show. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find too many critiques, which is a little bit troubling to me that everybody loved this show. So um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Um, it's probably going to take me. I don't know. I'll probably finish it somewhere midsummer. The was it five seasons? Uh, five or six? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not suggesting that it's ever going to rub you the right way. Pause. But it does illustrate what the thoughts and the experience was of that time. I mean, there's certain things that you just cannot do now. You don't keep a bottle of scotch in your office or drink at lunch. Oh, I did. What are you talking about? That with your boss. Regret. Well, that was I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, had a, I, had I haven't bottle, worked in office. I had a bottle of uh, <laughs> rum sitting on top of my desk. I haven't, I haven't worked in an office in a yeah. long time, but it wasn't, it wasn't, so okay. that part isn't okay. problematic. You know what almost makes me feel like I'm suffocating? The number mm-hmm. of people who are smoking throughout the show. That's the other thing. You smoke in your office. You smoke. Yeah. Smoke every you want to smoke. In cooler. bed. You smoke. It's crazy. <laughs> right. But that was the pool. That, that was the time. Yeah. I think because if, if they cleaned it up, if they made it uh contemporary, if they if they brought it to contemporary way uh, a thought and and uh, social agreement, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have been real. It wouldn't have really captured that time at all. And the, and the fact that there's very few black people in that office or working in that environment, it, it, that's that's truth. I mean, mm. white people were whiting back then. Like, oh yeah, really whiting. They were just living it up. <laughs> it was their world. Yeah, it it was toxic white masculinity. It really was. Like that, that to me, when world. I was watching it, I was thinking, this is what MAGA is referring to. Yeah. Yeah. We used to, we used to go to but work. But it was never really that. Damn. It was never really Right, but that. I'm just saying they're referring to the facade. Like, yes. why can't we get back to that? Right, right. We, we had our neighborhoods. Right. You know. Yeah. Redlining was legal. You know what? You know what that makes, uh, it brings to mind the other day I was thinking about this. It's very easy for white America to believe in or, or to understand the 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 psycho the the psychology of people who are in a zombie apocalypse situation or end of days situation where there's limited resources and people will do whatever they need to do to get those resources, but they can't understand poverty in America, right? It's the same situation where an area is starved of resources 
and there are resources here mm-hmm. and they need to get them. But they don't see America as being starved of resources. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That they, they can't understand the mentality right. that's produced in an area where people are starved of whether it's economically or, or, or whether it's educationally or whether it's in healthcare. They can't wrap their heads around that, um, but easily they can understand the desperation that comes in a situation where, where it's, it's a fictional situation when you're talking about a zombie apocalypse or you're talking about um, The Last of Us or any of these shows that, that talk about the end of the end of days. Right. Well, in any of the other situations outside of the zombie apocalypse, they just blame it on motherfuckers being lazy. If you can't get X, Y and Z, it's because you're lazy, not because you don't have the resources or the resources have been taken away from you or you don't have you didn't grow up with the same education system. Your your school was, you know, didn't receive the tax benefits of the other schools, even though your neighborhood was taxed just as much as the other neighborhoods. It's just none of that. None of that, none of that is ever factored in. It's just, oh, you motherfuckers are lazy. That's why you couldn't get what you, the American dream. And they're trying to reinforce that now by removing any, you know, reality of, or real history. You know, they're Mm -hmm. trying to whitewash it away. So we're not even going, they, they, they basically want to start the history like Madman. Like, well, this is the best part of America right here. Mm -hmm. Was this time of, you know, right after World War II, after the Korean War, America was this powerhouse and, you know, white America was able to buy their houses and live this dream. That's what they want. They don't. That's that's the only part of history that they want to have narrated throughout, you know, uh, the schools. They don't want to talk about the, the dirty and nasty part of America. Right. The fantasy is very sexy. Oh, yeah. Drinking whiskey and smoking cigars and we've got fitted suits on and I have a mistress and I have a secretary pool. I fuck. Hey, that was those were great times, <laughs> right? You know, yeah, yeah. I had whiskey with breakfast. <laughs> well, if we go back to that, I won't be playing. <laughs> whiskey was breakfast, right? Exactly. <laughs> and a pack of fucking cigarettes, Paul Mars, <laughs> on the way to work. All right. Well, that's my check-in. This is Leon, and I am done speaking. <laughs> You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's good, people? This is your boy, L.O.A.K.A. The Ad Man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. It's, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. I've been on the road for uh, literally since we left Lisbon for Lisbon. It feels like it's been nonstop. I feel and, like you've um, been away every week since Lisbon. Pretty much. I think there might have been one or two weeks in between where I was not. Hmm. But I, I've been on the road pretty consistently since beginning of March. You know, th- th- on this trip, I'm, I'm now checking in from Kingston, Jamaica. And uh, before I left, the Saturday before I left, I was leaving Sunday. I decided to get up and make uh, the kids pancakes because I hadn't make, made it for them in a couple of weeks. And my daughter is helping me. She's standing next to me and she's like, can I do this? Can I do this? And I'm like, well, where is the little one? And I go over to the living room and he's laying on the couch. So I'm like, well, that's not good. So now I go and I get one of the COVID tests that we have. And I test him and sure enough, 
He's got COVID. And I got to leave in the morning. So now we got to figure out childcare because my daughter can't stay there because they're always on top of each other. So if he's got it, she's going to get it. So we have to send her to my mother-in-law's. And what are we going to do with the little one? Because uh, my wife still has to work and she's got a packed schedule and she can't watch him and, and work. So luckily the babysitter said that, you know, she's fine with staying with him during the week, but it was a, it was a crazy scramble. Cause now I was like, I got to call my mom. My mom will make food for the kids for the week. And, uh, you know, we finally, we got that settled. And, uh, I called my wife today and now she is also positive for COVID. So two people in my household now have COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was going to leave uh, on Wednesday, but somebody else decided to jump into that fucking fun and have a party with me. So uh, is this her, is this her first bout with COVID? This is her first confirmed bout. But in January of 2020, mm. she was having this like 10 day coughing fit. Mm. And we suspected that might have been COVID, but we didn't know what it was. Like the first two days she had like, fever symptoms and then she was just like coughing for like 10 days so we think that 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 was covid um so now, so, now the yeah. son and she are laying in bed together getting each other well yeah. or what's well i neither one of them had any any serious uh symptoms. Oh, okay okay he you know he had fever like the first day or two gave him advil and he was fine um no other symptoms and uh yeah my wife's not experiencing any symptoms at all which is the same strain i guess i got in december because uh covid light yeah maybe it's weakening well you know there's a new um, strain it's still around affecting the COVID eyes is still here and and looks like pink eye i was just reading about this covid for the eyes yeah so it's no longer for your nose and mouth is now affecting are you eyes. serious yeah so it looks like pink eye i did not know about that yeah but it's really covid eye. wow okay <laughs> When COVID gets in your eye, your eye. She's got those COVID eyes. <laughs> <laughs> when she looks at you. Yeah, man. This COVID thing is just mutating and just yeah. becoming an incredible pain in the yeah. COVID toe. Right. COVID lip. You never know where it's coming from. Damn it, COVID. Yeah. You know what's interesting? My my But my daughter has, she has allergies. Mm. And she did come home with eyes. Her eyes were a little red, but I thought it was because, you know, the pollen is crazy right now. It probably was. It it could have been. Yeah, because my son went to school. He suffers from allergies tough late April, early May. Yeah. And so last week, the nurse was saying, oh, um, yeah, you probably want to come pick him up because he's got pink eye. It looks like he has pink eye and... I hear that it's being um, it's contagious in this school. And I was so irritated because one, I thought he was sitting there next to her, but it turns out he wasn't. So I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. But two, do not tell me an over the phone diagnosis and you haven't even really checked my son. Because mm. this is the same nurse that suggested that he had lice. And he said, what do you say? Uh, if you have a headache, she wants to give you a Band-Aid. So he knows <laughs> that she's not... A good nurse. It's clearly that she is. I think this nigga got pink eye or something. Like I don't. I, right. I I I wasn't there the day they was talking about pink eye in class. So <laughs> I heard. Something. I think. 
I heard something about his eye being red or something like that. So it's like he got pink eyes. And it was so just irritating to hear her say that over the phone. And I was just like, listen, I'm just I'm coming to pick him up. Don't worry about it. I say that to say be mindful, particularly those who are listening to the show and have kids. But um, I, I don't think the idea of making people overly uh, afraid about what's happening right now is the right idea. And hmm. Uh, she she just irritated the hell out of me. So, I, I was under the impression that black people could not get head lice. That's pretty much it. And remember, I, this came up when we were in Lisbon. And yeah, the, one of the reasons why is because black people typically grease their scalps, right. so the lice and the eggs don't have an opportunity to attach themselves or adhere themselves to the scalp. So because it's too slick, and I think we joked about it, lice is like. I got to get out of here. <laughs> <It's just laughs> <too slippery>. All <laughs> this grease around here. <laughs> but. Smells <laughs> but like yeah. grease and Philly guts. What's going on here? <laughs> but yeah, so it's like she she doesn't really know what she's talking about and she's causing unnecessary <laughs> panic. And I think that's what I was responding to because we were away and then my wife had to deal with the whole lice thing. And that's what irritated me because it was an unnecessary uh, alarm. But I didn't mean to hijack your uh, check-in, sir. Coincidentally, half your check-in was last show's check-in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was going to let him ride, but I guess you... My check-in? Yeah, your yeah. check-in. Your check-in was... A what did I... Remix of last... It was a week. remix of the other day's check-in because you talked about... Well, it's a, it's a continuation Okay, it's, it's it's going on and on. Remix. Appleton Rum is uh kicking it. Wait, what did I? What did I? What I definitely didn't talk about COVID last thing. week. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. What? Talk, talk well, about your son getting COVID. Yeah. All right. Well, my wife got it now. <laughs> That's my check-in. <laughs> Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Oh. Well, I'm 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 checking in from uh, Kingston, Jamaica. It's actually pretty cool because I'm I'm seeing a different side of Kingston that I have not seen before. It's way more modern than I remember. Even I guess the last time I was here in Kingston was probably 2008. I mean that's a long time ago now, but it's 15. Yeah, 15 years. Uh, things keep moving on, but I'm I'm really happy to see the changes that are going on here. Because I, I feel like there's a, a, a bigger middle middle class. You know, you, you still see a lot of impoverished areas, which I would love to see the government actually do something about in, in helping people sort of bring themselves up. But I guess it's going to be slow a slow process for them getting things in order. But, you know, I, I'm happy to see the, the modernization of the country happening. You know, I, I went to a coffee shop today and it was like I was in Brooklyn. It was really cool. People doing their their work on their laptops in the coffee shop. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then uh, next week I'll be in West Virginia. Not that exciting. But, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it for me. I, I'll be checking in from West Virginia. What part? Um, Does it matter? I, no, I think I'll be in Lewisburg. Lewisburg, which is the jewel of West Virginia, (laughs) according to the website. And by jewel, we mean crack rock. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, Lewisburg is probably one of the most, one of the more affluent parts of West Virginia. 
And that's mm. like that means they have they, two McDonald's. <laughs> that's that's affluent. <laughs> drive drive around for a little bit. You'll you'll see the difference. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll be in Lewisburg next week. And uh, that's really it. That's that's my check in. I wanted to add one more thing. The Knicks, the New York Knicks, the New York Knickerbockers are relevant in the playoffs this year. This brings yeah, me great now. joy. For now. They got to prove themselves to me. They've That's let me fun. down too many times. Listen, they have made I don't know when this is going to air, but by where, where, how deep pause will be in the playoffs. But the fact that they are in the semi round, I'm, I'm happy. Who are they playing now? The Heat. Hawks. No, the Heat. I'm sorry. Okay. All you want is a relevant team. Yeah, you know, bring something. Yeah. Well, At least they made it past the first round. That's what I'm saying. They made it past the first round. They haven't even been in the playoffs probably more than... 25 years. No, it hasn't been sooner than that, but more than two <laughs> times in the last 10 to 15 years. I don't even. I still don't even know who plays on the Knicks. No, nope. oh not single. I don't know a single player. Uh, is Who's Patrick Ewing? Yeah. You guys I, got uh, Ducks. Allen Houston? No, oh my God. Uh, Latrice, L- L- Latrell Spreewell. Latrice. <laughs> Latrell <laughs> Chilcom Spreewell. Speaking of Joanna Man, they are coming out with a sequel. To what? Why? Joanna Man. Why? Because it's Hollywood. What are you talking about? Why? They're coming out with a sequel. Yes. 20 years ago. Was Joanna Man's son playing? Could be. I don't know. Was the first one a big hit? No, it wasn't. No, but it's a, it's a cold classic. No, it's not. Don't, it have a cult cult don't, don't say Juana Man's a classic, a cult classic. No, it's not. That movie was horrible then and it's horrible now. Well, it I never it's horrible it's to classic. you, but I'm just saying there's a cult of people that consider it a classic. Who are these people? I don't know, man. You don't know. <laughs> Do you know these people? Because you don't, don't believe it yourself. You're just saying. <laughs> no, I mean, when I when I read the article, I was like, whoa, what, what are we doing here? Well, I'm just waiting for Joanna Man 2. I've been waiting for 20 years for that one. Yeah. There's someone out there saying that right now. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> you, know, you know what's missing in my life, Joanna Man 2? Yeah, man, I don't know. Oh, my uh, But it's Holly weird. There you go. I can't even believe that that would even go over in this day and age because remember it was it was a whole cross-dressing thing like he was a transvestite or pretending to be a transvestite it It seems like it would totally basketball play totally work in this day and age that's probably why it got green he goes to russia well it's not funny anymore because then it's now it's transphobic right so maybe they make it into a a A woman playing a dude no yeah Uh, or 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 a story of a athlete who goes to play in Russia and gets caught with some vape cartridges. Oh, that's real. Maybe 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 they 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 do a play on uh, the Brittany Griner story, and <laughs> that's what I just... this character goes to play for the NBA, but she's pretending to be what a White. man in the NBA. She just identifies as a man. No, no the, the Joanna Man Two is the Rachel Doziak story where she goes in as a black player, but is really white. <laughs> And she proves that she can jump. No, I'm just saying it might work with with a woman playing in the NBA as a woman, as a woman, but not a woman pretending to be. Doesn't a want to Does play mean, overseas. Hold on, hold like, on. Let me let me flesh this out. Doesn't okay. want to play overseas, <laughs> right? And instead wants to join the NBA to get a high paying contract to support her family. So this is a serious story. This is a drama. Do you want to no, the drama? Because it still can, it still can be it still can be a uh, a comedy. 
I first of all, so. have you heard Brittany Griner's voice? This is that, That's funny. First of all, it can't be Juana Man 2 because the whole premise of it was Juana be a man. Right. So it was somebody pretending. To, it was like Miss Doubt. That's like having a Miss Doubtfire 2. They can't do it. Why not? Because it's transphobic. It's not transphobic. The whole premise of the film and what made it funny was that it was a man pretending to be a woman. So now, uh, in, uh, this is a right. woman pretending to be a man and dealing with that's, the, that's the, the gender gap, the g- gender gap, the gender gap, pay gap between the two leagues. That's just sound whack as fuck. Well, you didn't even watch the first one, so. I seen the first one. It's not like I, you know, it's not a cult classic to me like you said it was. It ain't Friday. I seen it. You understand cult classic means there's a small group of people. Very small. Yeah, a very small group of people that meet at Starbucks. Did you watch watch the Rocky Horror? It's like six people, including the director. I said morning show. The Rocky Horror, uh, what was it? The Rocky Horror? uh, Picture show. Picture show. Yeah. Did I ever watch that? No. Yeah. I have. I, I mean, but there's a, I, I didn't like it. I never liked it. But, but it's a, a cult huge, classic. Exactly. Yes, there, but there's a huge Pulp audience Fiction's for it. Pulp Fiction's a cult it. classic. Say again? Pulp Fiction's a cult classic. Juana it is. Man you is just happen to fall that, into the cult. Juana Man is just some shit that happened. Oh, my get God. made Listen, during the You're the, not going to be in 90s. every cult uh, of a cult classic. You you might be on the outskirts. Sorry. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry sir. This is this. I, this in, I don't think there's a there's there's not a group. There's not a fan club for Juana Man. Two motherfuckers like Juana Man. Tyler Those Perry. are the Googles. And the director. <laughs> and the director. Tyler Perry's like, that's a good idea. I'm going to run with this. And Medea was born. Uh, Juana Man. Medea goes, plays Juana Man versus Juana Man. Hello. Let's play hard. I don't know. It's, it sounds like a shit idea. Juana Man. Somewhat of a neo-cult classic, although the undercover man thing had been hashed quite a bit around this time. This movie possesses a bit more outlandish... Outlandish, slapstick, bullshit-ass, corny-ass... We can go with that. But I'm just saying, there are people who consider this, as this person says, it's a hilarious, the fact that they have a man as a woman on a team. Great movie, lots of fun. Who said that? He said it in 1998. You know, so funny. I was going to read next. He said it. No, April 9th, 2020. Uproarious. I was going to. I was going to read the next one. Matter of fact, I want to read the next one, and then I'll tell you who wrote it. Man, who would have guessed? They were so clairvoyant. They literally guessed the future 17 years before it happened for real. Now it's everywhere. Written by Leon W. I am not that W. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Boo. Boo. I'm just saying, man. There, there are people Boo. who enjoy this film. Yeah. Boo. Those people suck. If you think there should be a Juana Man 2, please contact us at 619. That's not our audience. That's not our audience. I know it's not a it's yeah, nobody's exactly. audience. That audience doesn't That's exist. That's true. Uh, clearly. There's somebody out there right now like, I've been waiting for Juana Man 2 forever. I can't wait yes. for it to come out. Oh, you know what? There, there were some kids that ate paste in school, too. <laughs> there were. Wow. There were. There. Now, I can't wait. Paste it like, how I man get into this? <laughs> I love Juana Man. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> Let baby need some, need, he needs some entertainment. We hey, haven't seen him in I'm a while. I'm baby. And I'm Pace King. Lead Baby's like, how I get into this? I was over here minding my business. Eating some lead. 
Here come Pace Baby. Hey, I'm Pace Baby. And I'm Lead Baby, too. Yeah, All nobody right. cares about Juana, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess that's uh, my extended check-in. I'm sorry. Okay. I just read the plot of Juana, man, too. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on, folks. 13 years after the events of Juana, man, Jamal Jeffries has prospered both professionally and personally with five UBA championships, as well as a marriage and four aspiring basketball prodigy children. Unfortunately, Jamal's two oldest children, his sons Jamal Jr. and Jerry, who are superstars in their own travel ball league, have picked up some of their father's old, arrogant, ball-hogging, sexist, and egotistical attitude, which has expanded into their behavior on and off the court. After the two boys start an on-the-court brawl that ends of spilling into the stands and getting the fans involved and are suspended from the league indefinitely, they find their life turned upside down as their fans and so-called friends turn on and abandon them, save for a few loyal ones. After being suspended from school for beating up several of their taunters, Jamal and Michelle decide to intervene by giving the boys a taste of their father's old medicine. Jamal once again dons the wig and fake breasts as Joanna Man. <laughs> And forces his son to do the same to become Joanna's nieces, Jamaica and Geneva Man. <laughs> so this is Joanna Men. <laughs> Joanna Men. Oh my God. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>. that shit. <laughs> who's who's yes, who's the director? Who created that this? shit? Is this going off? Is this going straight to Netflix or is this Tubi? <laughs> <laughs> this might be Tubi. This might this be is Tubi. Tubi. This, this is Tubi, a, a big nigga. budget Tubi movie. Big budget Tubi movie. Oh my! Who God. fucking? What fuck? Stop it! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Who greenlit that? Okay, it doesn't talk about who wrote it. Or who I'm gonna tell you right it. now. Somebody's dick got sucked <laughs> to get that movie made. You understand what Tubi. I'm saying? You somebody fucked somebody to get that done. There's some I'm heavy. Uh, there's some heavy hitters in this movie. Tubi might spend up to $16,000 to make this movie. They're going to break the bank. They're going to open it up. Yep. <laughs> 24. So Vivica's 24, returning. 24000 Well, what, what else? She wasn't doing anything Miguel anyway. Yes, is doing? returning. Jennifer Lewis Who's, is in it. Jane Lynch. Jennifer Jane Lewis. Lynch is in anything. Who's Jennifer Lewis? Jennifer Lewis is, was the grandmother on uh, Blackish. Do you think she had much, much better things to do with her life? Mm. Rain Wilson. Who's that? Rain Wilson from uh, The Office fame. The white guy. Yeah, Dwight. He's the, the the white guy that's in all black movies playing this the quirky white guy. Is he? I don't know. He's Sky old. Jackson. Kim Wayans. Wow, she, she came out of retirement for Juana Man <laughs> Vladi Diva, Dikembe Mutombo. Oh, my God. No, no, no. You're not going to wear the wig again. Bro, this is absolutely crazy. It's garbage. It's well, there you have it. Garbage. That's the plot. It doesn't say if it's going to be a major release or if it's going to go straight to uh That shit's going straight streaming. to Tubi. Straight to the trash can? It's going straight to Tubi. <laughs> It'll be on Tubi next week. Tubi exclusive. Exclusive. Yep. To be determined. <clears throat> yeah. So, sorry. There you go. Uh, I'm sorry any of you felt forced to participate <laughs> in the creation of this film. <laughs> but, you know, I understand bills got to be paid. And you need that 400 bucks. <laughs> Great news, guys. Tubi picked it up. 
Juana Mantu's coming out. <laughs> We're going to have to scale the budget a little bit. Everybody's getting $1,000 and a coupon pack to McDonald's. And please and, bring your own lunch. We will not have craft services. Uh, Family Dollar will be providing a uh, packet of soda packets, <laughs> some Tropicana punches, as well as some Vienna fingers. <laughs> Merch drop! What's up, y'all? We need y'all to support this podcast. Pick yourself up a t-shirt. Pick yourself up a hoodie. They're soft. They're poly tri-blend. Luxurious. Warm. They're furry on the inside. They're really plush. You can sleep in them. Your wife can sleep in it. Your daughter can steal it. And she can sleep in it. Go over to Decoding40Pod.com and get yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, whatever you like. Decoding40Pod.com so let's jump in on this week's topic. So I sent the guys a video of uh, an either German or Austrian woman. I can't really determine from the accent where she's actually from, but she's done an extensive amount of plastic surgery. She's done an extensive amount of tanning and now has added some sort of tanning injection to her body because she wants to become a black woman. I guess we'll we'll include the link in our show notes so you can take a look for yourself. But based on what you guys saw, do you think this is a blackface situation? No, I I don't. I I think blackface is that does there have to be? Is it have to be malicious? Because I think blackface is just blackface. I don't I don't think she's trying to be malicious. I think she really believes in her heart that she's trying to become a black person, mm. and she thinks by darkening her skin. And watching a couple of uh, you know, we are the world videos, she's gonna fucking turn black. I don't, I don't know. I don't think she's being malicious with it. I think she looks ridiculous. The, I guess the 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 extension of the question is, does it have to be malicious to be considered blackface? Well, well I didn't, I didn't get the sense that she was really, she wasn't pretending mm-hmm. to be a black person. She is intending to become a black person. Yeah, and she looked, she looked way more ridiculous before because they showed a video of her. Um, before her current transformation. Mm-hmm. And she looked completely ridiculous before, like blonde hair with like dark skin. Like she just looked like somebody who over tanned. She but looks now, like a person who's been inside of a cigar filter. <laughs> <laughs> like she looks like she was the cigar filter. That's how <laughs> her skin looks like. But now I think if, if, if she goes into, let's say a, a department store, she is now going to be seen because I don't think most people who are not black will recognize that she made something's not right. She's going to be seen as a black woman. It's that white black bitch again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she is, she is the prototype for they want our rhythm, but they don't want our blues. Yeah. But she's going to get the blues, but she don't want it. And when she gets it, she's going to be like, oh, wait a minute. I'm a white woman. This is my skin just happens but to hold be up. Dark. Let me see your ID. Yeah. This ain't exactly. you. <laughs> no, I bet, I bet her ID is black. It look, yeah, looks like it over a black point. face. But I, I think that she is going to, it's going to take years because it's going to take years of getting followed around the department store. It's going to take years of not getting the same access that you used to get before she really understands what it is to be black. But for whatever reason, she wants to take that on. And I, and I thought that it was, it was crazy that the, the interviewers on this talk show she was on 
were questioning her in a way that was like, Questioning her sanity. Why would you want right. to be black? <laughs> right. It's not even like, why would you do that to your body? But why would you want to be black? Like, they seem completely right. they, bewildered. Like, but I, I understand if think, you want to be white. We get, we get if you want to be white, but why would you want to be black? But I, I think for two reasons, though. I think they were coming at her for two reasons. Oh, shit. One was the idea that she seemingly could be making a mockery of black people. Yeah, she's being disrespectful. Right. right. The other part is, why are you giving up your privilege in order to go through the indignities that black people have to go through. Right. And I felt that from their questioning. They didn't say that exactly. But the way they were framing their questions was like, you do realize that you're giving up your white privilege, right? Your white card will be revoked. Yeah, so Rachel Rachel Dolezal is like, this bitch... Rachel's like, this bitch trying to steal my, trying to steal my shine. And where did she get them injections from? Rachel crawled so she could run. <laughs> Rachel's well, on the phone right now talking about, yeah, I need two cc's of whatever that bitch is using. Because think about it. If Rachel had gone this route, she wouldn't have had no problems. Nobody would ever know. Rachel, Rachel could have taken one injection and been light skin black yeah and been right under the radar and she would have been fine yeah, yeah. and yeah. she could have just been like i was adopted i don't know who these white people are they've been trying to claim me for years hold up hold up could could a white woman cook greens like this <laughs> look at this macaroni and cheese there's four cheeses in this bitch <laughs> oh my god there are no raisins in anything i cook <laughs> <laughs> Not even my raisin brand. Not even my I, raisin brand has raisins. I hope that she documents every moment of this as she's going through life because there's going to be that nigga wake up call, right? Absolutely. Where she is not going to know what hit her because as you can't escape your mentality. And she's walking through life still with those white supremacist privileged ideas. Like she's walking in that direction, right? That's she's going to get smacked in the face. Literally change your, you. That's privilege to have the option to do that. That's the ultimate privilege, right there. Yeah. Well, she proved Chris Rock wrong in saying that there are white people who apparently would be black, at least physically, in their appearance. The thing about this that's interesting she's to still me still got the white eyes though. I mean, well, black people have blue eyes. They just white looking. The thing about this, but her eyes got darker. <laughs> she said in the video. She got oh, that's right. She now. said her, yeah. her eyes got darker. Her, her irises got darker. The thing that's interesting to me about this is the fact that she is doing this as a cosmetic experiment instead of trying to be proactive and be an advocate for black people. Now, maybe the story is yet to be told. And at some point when she does get the treatment and she gets her nigga wake up call, she'll have to say, okay, wait a minute, now I'm in this situation. First, let me find out, can I go back to being white? (laughs) (laughs) Is this reversible? Is this reversible? And if not, then let me start working with black groups and organizations to see how I can be a true ally and an advocate to dismantle some of this racism. And if if she really wants to ultimately cross over, she needs to sit down with Iggy Azalea and learn how to speak like Iggy and she'll oh, be fine. No. If, no. The one person she needs to stay that's away the wrong. That's the wrong yeah. way to go. Yeah. That's Iggy Azalea. That's, please, yeah. do never talk to her. <laughs> never talk to her. Oh, and Azalea God, Banks. Right. 
any azalea, stay away from. <laughs> yeah, stay away from. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I, I, but I, I didn't get the sense that she was interested in any, anything help to help politically people of color or black black people black women right. i didn't get the sense that she was interested in, in any of that and that's why i got I the was sense that say- she was interested in her own personal experience right. like she wants to be she wants to be a black woman and this is why i would call it blackface yeah uh, that, okay because i, I don't is, call it i don't uh, sorry i'll let you yeah, know, sorry, she is not what she is doing is donning blackness for cosmetic reasons and to some level maybe entertainment because she knows that she is becoming an oddity. She'll be the first one online for reparations, I'll tell you that much. Mm. <laughs> you know mm. she would. You know she would. <laughs> I'm black now. I get my reparations. Mm. Yeah. See, now you done pissed me off with that. Because <laughs> just the audacity, I can see her having the audacity <laughs> to do that. She's just trying yeah. to blend in. No, I'm black too. A bit black. I'm black. You black. I'm black. Like all black. Black. We're black. all black. We are all black here. It's fine. A bit black. And, I'm and the, the Schwarzka to the true. <laughs> true. <laughs> and, and the way that she talks about going to Africa. I'm black. Always a, Look at that white man. He's too. evil. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's that? But I was saying the way that she talks about going to Africa is a little bit disturbing as well. Yeah. Because it's not like she's going on a fact finding mission. Right. <laughs> she's going exactly right. She's going, like, a, she's going to black fight. Like I would be, I would be more, I would, I would be more bothered if she didn't do that. Like she just said, okay, I'm dark now. I'm black. And without any investigation as to who the people that you are trying to become, like who, who are the people you're trying to be kin with? Like if you're not, if you're not doing that at the bare minimum, that was well, this is why I say it. I don't think she's, she's doing blackface because she's actually putting herself in a place where she is going to be treated as we're treated. Mm, I don't know. I see it as situational alignment. She's looking for cover. And by going to Africa, mean? she can say, listen, I went to Africa. It's almost like saying I have black friends. It's uh, it's not. It's not. I, anything. I saw what they eat. It's right. Just. What, what is she going to do? What, what is going to Africa going to do? You can't do it from outside. No, but what, you can what only do, you do it. You, you, you can only life. learn from the inside. You can't well, learn what do from you the think outside. She's going to learn, or she's looking to learn by hanging out in Ghana, in Nigeria. What, she's what, what, going what, to get her black more than she's going to learn hanging out in Austria or Germany or wherever she. Why there's black people in Germany? She could go to black neighborhoods and hang out in black neighborhoods. This, this thing, props, I'm, I'm this assuming that she's already digital. doing that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> assuming that she's already doing that. But this, this strikes me as additional <laughs> ways to cosplay black people. This, this is similar to that episode in, uh, what was Jake that show? Uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft. This is, to me, strikes me as that uh, of wearing black skin. Wearing black skin. Well, she can't take it off. The, the thing that I think about is when you're moving through the world and how the world treats you. When I'm trying to teach my children how to move through the world, it's not just based on how they feel, but it's also based on how the world is going to view you, right? Very, very and she's cool. going to move, she's now moving through a world where it doesn't matter what, what we see. 
it matters what the white supremacist system sees. And without knowing her name, without knowing who she is, what treatment is she going to receive? And this is why I'm sort of leaning towards it not being blackface because she's not putting herself in a position where she can take it off. She's putting herself in a position where she cannot take it off. And the treatment is going to how she's going to be perceived and be, be received by the world is through those through that lens of being a black woman. Right. But again, it still seems performative to me, because if she really wanted to delve into what it means to be a black person, she would not go to Africa. She would go to the South in America. She would put herself. Well, that's not the her. only experience. No, though. no, it's not the only experience. But I'm just saying, put yourself in in where white people are going to treat you very different than black people are going to treat you because she's already living there, Austria or Germany or, or London. I don't know where she lives, but, right, she, but lives in, she lives in Europe, but she's still in to me. I would, she's visiting, she's visiting Africa. She's not, she's ex- not exactly what I'm saying is move to this new place where you know that black people are treated differently. She then, lives in Europe. Yeah, but she's still in, in, in the confines of her safety. That's where she grew up. That's where she lives. I'm saying remove yourself yeah. from she's all the white black bitch comfort. where she's from. <laughs> Say again? She's the white black bitch where she's from. Right. <laughs> right. There Move she yourself goes from again. the comfort and put yourself in some place that is uniquely different from what you've grown up in. And now that you have this new skin, deep dive into where you are the true minority. Not only because you're a white woman who's change of complexion but because you're now would be perceived as a black person in a predominantly white or white supremacist environment like europe i i, w- I would argue that <laughs> she already that, lives there that, that the american south is, I, i'm saying that she's a far she different to... experience than the european experience it's different less impactful i i don't think it is i, I wouldn't argue less impactful i just would say that the the idea of how she would be treated there well, and how she would be treated I, here is going there, to I, well, be eye-opening and have a different impact on her idea of what it means to be black in the world. Well, here's the thing. I don't think that blackness is solely defined on the detrimental treatment that the world has given us. It's also defined on our joy, creativity, and our ability she to get something out that. of nothing. Hey, it doesn't matter. That she is does. part of our. That's what she's going to she ask. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. It, that doesn't matter, but that is part of our experience, right? So she also needs to learn that too. And if that is part of what she's going to Africa, I'm look. I, I'm now. I'm defending white, <laughs> white black wild. bitch. Hold, hold, hold up, white hold black up. bitch. But here's what, like, here's what I'm I, saying. I, but here's okay, what I'm saying. I take well, it who we are, who are, who we are, is not solely defined on our pain and anguish. Our, it, our, what we're also defined by is our experience in totality. So if the only way to learn how to be black is through pain and and marginalization, I don't think that that's true. No, I'm not saying that's the only way, but what I am suggesting is that our experience, particularly that in America, has groomed and has shaped us in a way to create a certain kind of magic that she will not be able to tap into because she has not experienced it from a personal point of view. She she never will. And she never will. The other part is being black in America, particularly having experienced if she really wants the black experience, she needs to take her ass into Midwest. 
in the western part of the United States, where she is so but, isolated but, and she is she is so otherized that she will understand what it is to be black. And, and I'm just saying, you can't understand that, the magic and you can't understand the soul if you can't understand the pain. I don't think that that is necessarily true. If you can't identify with our pain, I don't know how you can identify with our magic. She will never be black. She's always going she, to be. I'm not she's saying she's going to be black. She's okay, never going to okay, be let, black. But I'm saying, let me finish what wait, I'm wait, saying. Wait, let me, because I don't want you to obscure my point. What I'm saying is, if she can't fully identify with our pain, yeah. she will not be able to appreciate the magic. She cannot. She cannot. So she's, because that, so she's this she is performative can, blackness. Here's, here's, here's why I'm saying she cannot. Because that is something that is passed down from generation to generation. Right. Our, our parents acted in a way because their parents taught them how to protect themselves against this white supremacist system that wanted to murder them. She didn't grow up like that. There's right. no way she's going to be able to, to understand that because it's not part of her heritage and it's not part of her DNA. Right. That trauma is part of us. Right. She's never going to understand that. Our entire experience is not based on our pain and trauma. I, I didn't say that. But you are saying that because I'm you're not saying, saying you, you, you're saying that no one can fully understand us until they understand the isolation, the marginalization and the trauma. But we're so much more than that. Before we had any of those things, before any of those things existed for Black people at the hands of the Europeans, before any of that existed, we existed. We thrived. We did things. We created. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you're going to go back to Africa and you want to investigate where these people come from, why they move the way they move, I'm not saying that that's going to make her black or get her blacker, but education is important to know where these people come from and why they move the way that they do, how they create what they create. We, we're able to do these things repeatedly, no matter where we are on the planet, no matter where we are on the planet. But it comes from the source. That's where it started. So, but why wouldn't you describe that as as blackface when? And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to give her the benefit of doubt and the fact that she did not articulate anything that she was going to do in Africa. She just was going to be in Africa. No, now, she she did. She did, but she we say? talked over that part. What did she say? She talked about the places she was, wanted to go and to do some what? of the things that she wanted to do, to learn. I mean, learn what, about just the, saying, learn what, about a variety of different cultures around different countries in Africa. There's what she's something. I'm I'm paraphrasing. I mean, that that would my son is going to South Korea. That would be like him saying that he's he's Korean when he comes back. Okay. I just I I don't buy into it. I think this this is nice. I remember when she first started doing these injections and she was changing her color. It was all for show. She made it seem like it was like, oh, I'm I'm I just love the color. Or as a matter of fact, that's what she was saying. I just love the color. So mm. it wasn't about being black. It wasn't about adopting our experience. It wasn't about doing anything that would resonate with, I think, true black people. It was this white woman had the privilege to change her skin tone to something that she thought was aesthetically pleasing. That's where it started. And I think that's where well, the started. question. The, the question for me is, how does she move in the world? It's blackface when you can put it on temporarily and perform, do a show, go to a performance go to a, some dress-up night and you wash it off and you're performing as a caricature of Black people. If you're moving around in the world and accepting 
how the world sees you and how the world treats you as a black woman is different. She's never going to be black. She's never going to be a black woman. She's going to identify as a black woman and she's going to be treated as such based on how she looks now. But I can I don't call it blackface. I, I don't think that is blackface. One vote against blackface, one vote for blackface. Vin, what do you say? Is it blackface or no? She's got some issues. I think that, you know, something happened to her in her life that made her do this. I don't necessarily think that she's she means any harm by it. I think that she's a little off her rocker. And, you know, is it blackface? Nah, like Rick kind of said, it kind of kind of put it in the boat. She can't take that shit off. This is who she's becoming. So she's in, she, you know, she's, like I said, she's racial. Uh, what's it, Josiak? What's her name? Josiala, whatever. Yeah, she's her. She's the 2.0 version of it. Mm. She, she said, fuck it. She said, whole, your little NAACP thing is cute, but I'm about to be black. For real, for real. <laughs> this is this this is Rachel, racial. I'm uh, Rachel. This is Rachel <laughs> appropriation. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's, <laughs> Rachel appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's racial appropriation. All right. Well. So uh, tell us. What you it think, tells what you think about the white black bitch. Six one nine nine four zero four zero four zero. Is she blackface or is she an idiot? <laughs> That's the only two choices. Is she an idiot <laughs> or is she blackface? <laughs> fucking idiot. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that ends that segment. But I do have something for you. For $20 million, would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over and over again for a full year or take three years off the end of your life? I get to pick the day. That's the question. Do I get to pick the day that I can relive over and over again? No, you do not. You get to you get to relive. What day? Whatever Whatever day it falls on. Whatever day. But you have to live that in that same day over and over and over and over again for one year. It could be the shittiest day of your life. $20 million. $20 million. Uh, uh, No. But then the the alternative is what? Take three years off the end of my life? The end. Yeah. The very end. And who knows? Do you die at 90? Do you die at 100? No. No. I don't want to take time off my life. I don't take no time off my life. And I'm not. (laughs) Fuck that. And I'm not living the same day that I can't choose. So then you're out completely. Yeah, pretty much. Because okay. if I no could twenty million dollars for you, if I could choose the day, then yes. No, sir. That so would be funny fun. Wait, let me make sure I get this clear. So you're saying that you you have a certain expiration date that's going to happen, but you'd lose three days off of that. Three years. Three so, years. Yeah. Three years. Well, they don't tell you what your expiration date is, but it's three years shorter. Than it would have been, or you can read fuck around, sign, and you just disappear. But <laughs> <laughs> you die next week, <laughs> right? That's the first thing that came in my mind. The the next day that you get your as soon wife, as you sign the paper, nigga. Right. <laughs> oh, you supposed to die next week, bro? Yeah, but imagine that next week you're living the same day over and over and over again. Nah. You're still dead. I'm sorry. Wait, repeat this again for me. I, I want to make sure I get this for twenty million dollars. Right. Would you rather be forced to live the same day 
over and over and over again for one year or take three years off the end of your life? Mm. I, um, I'm probably going to just keep rel- reliving the same day because I feel like I'm doing that shit anyway. Well, now it's going to be the exact same day. That's fine. It wouldn't be any difference. How would I know? Is this like uh, Bill? Yeah, Martin, of course you'd know. Day? Of course you'd know. So this is like Groundhog Day. Yeah, the movie. pretty much. Yes. And you can't change it. It just keeps happening. Oh, that's kind of tough. What if something tragic happens? Could be. You don't get to pick the day. That's mm, some bullshit. That's a tough one. Nah, I'm gonna just live my life then. Yeah, you know what? I would take. I would take. The, you can have that three years. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have fun. The happiest three years of your life. You don't know. Well, no. The next three years are gonna be fucking happy. It's twenty million dollars. Yeah, and a lot of money, really. It's enough. You said that's not a lot. Of- <laughs> I mean, to, to take we gotta get no money. Wait a minute. Stop but wait a minute. You've said some years? outlandish shit on this show before, but twenty million dollars <laughs> is not a lot of money. Twenty million dollars is not worth three years of your life. It is at the end of your life. The, the end, end of, of your life. life. Who knows if I'm going to be uh, pissing in a, in a bag and shitting in a bag, fucking catatonic at the end of my life. Fucking flies, crunch. I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll take it now. I'll take. I it now. present you with the opportunity to get twenty million dollars, and the only catch is you'll lose three years of your life. Mm-hmm. Or live and the you, same. You would turn I that don't... down because it's not a lot of money. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's worth three years of your life. How much is three wor- three years of your life worth? A hundred million dollars. Nigga, stop. Why? Why? Why, life is Why is it worth that much? Because it is. Like, is I'm just, that's my, that's my dollar amount to give up my three years, okay? <laughs> you took 20 million. Don't get mad because I'm holding out for 100 million, motherfucker. I'm, what, there is no 100 million dollar offer, my friend. No, there was no. So then we're not playing exist. then. I'm not playing. So then you're out. And you're not giving me, if I can't choose a day that I want to live over and over again, then it ain't no fun. Oh, well. It'd be a fucking rainy day. My luck. It'd be a rainy, snowy, coldy, cold fucking day. Over and over. <laughs> yeah. So what? You'd be yeah. in the house. Shit. For a year. It well, it'd have to be one of it have to be one of them ass. days that just re-upped. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, don't have me living the same day over and over, and all I got is a dime bag, nigga, because I can have <laughs> Well, it would be the same bag. You wouldn't even No, it, it wouldn't be enough. It, it'll be the day that you couldn't get your you couldn't get your guy on the phone. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't get my plug <laughs> on the phone. He he couldn't get, so that'd be the whole deliver. day. Me chasing for it. <laughs> trying to get this bag of weed for one year for one year hell that's hell actually no. a good movie I want to call it <laughs> Joanna Die <laughs> <laughs> and what you chasing the bag trying to get a bag of weed versus like yeah that's why I want to call it that somebody Joanna Die <laughs> uh, I would I would I, look knock three years off the end and I'm going to enjoy every ounce of that money, every single cent. And I'll have no regrets. I will have no regrets when you die. say, you fuck around and die in two weeks. We're ending it early. I said, you fuck around and die with that $20 million. You spend that shit so hard. Shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to have, I don't want to have, I want to live with no regrets. I want to, I want to do all the things. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it, man. Uh, let us know what you would do. Would you take the twenty million and live your live <laughs> the same day over and over and over again for one year? Or would you take three years off the end of your life? 
Call us at uh, 619-940-4040 or email us at decoding40 at gmail.com or DM us on IG at decoding40. DM us on TikTok, but we won't see it at decoding40 on uh, TikTok. <laughs> uh, we will not see it. Uh, maybe Vin will see it. I've not I been on TikTok in forever. I don't I don't check with the code on 40 TikTok. I don't even know All the right. password. Well, all right. Well, don't DM, DM us there. Sure we cause... do. We got a great uh, decoding 40 TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Check it out. It's got one post, I think. <laughs> and um, <laughs> thank you for joining us this week. And uh, you, fellas, what did you learn this week? Uh, what I learned this week, um, that three years is worth more than $20 million. Price line negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> what you learn, Al? I learned that um, Sincere had a point. We all should go back to Africa, yo, and look at <laughs> white black bitches. <laughs> I mean, where we gonna go? We just gonna go back to Africa? Where we gonna go? Let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we gonna go. We could go to Egypt, whatever, you know? Let's go to Africa, yo. Mm. You know what would have been funny? If they showed a plane ticket it just said Africa. <laughs> <laughs> the dark continent. Uh, that would have been hilarious if that's what it said. The dark continent on the uh, boarding pass. Yeah. Um, Belly, the 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 worst best movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of uh, sequels, I think I heard worst. or read that Belly Two might be. Uh, there no, Belly Two exists. Oh, that is, oh, no, 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 no. It, not Belly 2. Another sequel. Hmm? I don't know if it was a joke, but... Um, I belly 3? Yeah. Big bellies? <laughs> More belly. <laughs> nah, I don't want to see a belly without DMX. Oh, my God. Wait, was he in 2? No. no. 2 is... Nobody you know was... Yeah, no, I Game know. was in 2. Game, Game was, was in two. 2. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I can't even finish it. I, didn't, I never finished that movie. The worst horrible. piece of shit ever. Horrible. Anyway, what did I learn Uh, this week? I learned that COVID is alive and well and ready to come at you and your family. So mask up when you can, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer still. Uh, I know some of you are coming out of the bathrooms not washing your hands. You went back to that. I don't know why you went back to those old habits, but you're dirty then and you're dirty now. Wash your hands. And uh, this has been another exciting episode of Decoding 40. Thank you for joining us. There's an episode next Friday, a brand new episode next Friday. So please look out for that. Take the time to go back to listen to old episodes you haven't heard. You know, the hilarity continues. And uh, peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Code and 40, goddammit.